everybody, Sarah Palaku here with Purposeful Strength. And on today's episode, I have Leslie Green with me. She is a social media expert and currently is working at HubSpot and also used to work at Self Magazine. So the way that I know Leslie is she used to be an achiever. And one day we got to talking about her job in social media. And I wanted to know her opinion about kind of fitness and its representation in the social media world. And she put out this really good point that social media is a tool. And we need to be really careful of how we use any tool. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. So that's kind of where this whole idea of this podcast came from. And so I wanted to have her on, um, have her talk about what she does and how she kind of sees social media. Because I think she probably looks at it through a different kind of lens. And I think she had a lot of really interesting uh, tips and things to offer. So I hope you guys like it. Here we go. Sarah Plago here with Purposeful Strength. And on this episode, I have my friend Leslie Green. So thanks so much, Leslie, for hanging out with me today. Yeah, I'm super pumped. It's excited to uh, not be just hanging out in the gym together. <laughs> so just tell everybody what you do at your current job. And then also tell me what you did at your previous job, because both of them are pretty relevant for this podcast. Yeah, for sure. So right now I'm the social media campaign manager at HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot is a marketing service and sales software company. I manage a lot of our product acquisition and brand campaigns through social media, which is awesome. A lot of the strategy and planning and execution there. Um, Previously, I worked at Self Magazine as a social media manager, uh, managing pretty much all the content on all of our channels and strategy there. So yeah, it's been social media pretty much since I graduated college. Um, Lots of different industries, but have learned a lot. Mm-hmm. through those different industries right and so it also has to be pretty interesting and cool to work on social media f- in different environments too and in, in like different industries a little bit for what you're doing yeah I think that's like the really exciting part about it is people try to templatize it a bit where everything works for this and make kind of broad strokes for everything about social media but I think that's kind of the creative fun part about it is that things certain platforms are going to work better for certain industries and people are going to use it differently and that's kind of the fun part about like actually sitting down and seeing how like social media can help a business or a brand like actually achieve goals Mm because I think a lot of people are just kind of like it's social media like we should be doing it but I really like to look at it as like what can social media like do for you in the sense of like what is the goal that you're trying to achieve beyond just like having followers like how can you actually make an impact with your business or your personal brand like what can you how can it help you so that's kind of the fun strategy side of it right yeah exactly and how did you even get interested in this yeah it's so weird so I mean I graduated in 2014 um social media management jobs were really just starting to show up in companies um typically if you look at the industry I mean you know, Instagram started in 2010 and basically people were just starting to realize that that this was a thing that people needed to worry about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically social media jobs were just handed off to somebody in the marketing department, usually somebody who is younger, who might've had a Facebook or an Instagram account. And it was very much like, Hey, you know how to use this tool. So you're going to be responsible for it. Um, I studied communication in college with uh, minors in sport management and new media. So I'd always been interested in kind of emerging platforms and things like that. But I never really had my sights set on a social media job because I didn't 
really quite exist yet. Like they were a part of a marketing coordinator's job or a part of advertising, but they just weren't. I feel like it was a very intern heavy thing too. It was like, oh, I'm the social media, like intern manager person. A hundred percent. And it's always, you know, that's like the joke of everyone in our industry is like, whenever anybody makes a mistake on social media, the first comment is always like, fire the intern, fire the intern. (laughs) I think it, it's kind of been a bit of an uphill battle to, you know, get that credibility within the industry itself. But yeah, so I, I took a job in digital, more working on like websites and then social media kind of came along. I had a a great manager who, you know, I was, he was really interested in it, got me interested in it as well. And I think I was just kind of forecasting and thinking like, that's probably where things are going. Um, So a bit of a white space. So if I could work on specializing in that category, I would have a little bit of a leg up from just, you know, somebody who just did advertising or PR, if I could like figure out how to integrate this new technology into a role, like I could give myself a little bit of a, a little bit of a break in the competition, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what is it that you enjoy about social media specifically? Because like you said, you didn't necessarily originally think of yourself like in this role. How did, how did it become something that you were like, okay, this is something I want to build a career in? Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. I think I got interested in social media for kind of the storytelling aspect of it. I think social media really democratizes things across industries in the sense that everybody has access to it. It's free. You can start an account. I mean, people make arguments about, like, it's not organic anymore. But aside from that, I just I think it's been really – it's one of those things that I was like, wow, this is like a tool that people can use to connect their brands with things that can connect people like it was just such a powerful concept that that's mm-hmm. really what drew me to it and still is what I really love about it for all the things that are frustrating and difficult like I think at the end of the day I kind of look at it I really try and look at it as a tool and in terms of like how we use it we have to have more like we have to be more aware but I think like what I really do truly love about it is the ability to do what we do in person just faster and better in terms of like human connection right. um, for brands and small businesses. It's an amazing opportunity. It kind of levels the playing field a bit. Right. I totally agree with you. And I love your Instagram account because I, one, it's so awesome to see like all the adventures that you go on, obviously all of, all of that kind of stuff that, you know, is like what we do on social media. And then I love all of the practical information that you put on there of like hey here's what's going on with social media um and then also like reminders of like hey here's here's what's actually going on or like you know just a reminder that everybody's instagram is a highlight reel kind of things like that and i like it because i feel like there's so many people um who talk about social media and i've definitely heard a lot of people in the fitness industry talk about social media in terms of this like oh, I, I know the formula or I've broken this logarithm. Like I understand the system. I know how it works. Um, but I always feel like, like you just said, you make it about human connection and here, here's this tool and here's how it functionally works. And here's how we use that tool effectively in order to create human connection rather than just like, here's how you can, get the most followers. So I always really appreciate that. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think about that a lot because it's like, 
people can get so wrapped up in like numbers and clout and being verified and all of these things that truly are meaningless. And one of my favorite things to think about is like, literally, if social media, especially Instagram, I think Instagram, especially in the fitness industry is such a huge deal to so many people, I would say, like, probably Instagram and YouTube are the heaviest, like fitness focused industries I mean Facebook too. But like, what would happen to your business or your brand if all of that stuff went away tomorrow? Right? Like with like with anything, it is a tool. And so what are you doing to like build your presence off of social media? Are you building a community? Are you building like an email list? Are you building a group of people who trust you, who look to you as like a thought leader? Um, and this is even something like for myself that I know like I could do a better job with, but it's, it's a really important question to ask yourself, especially the second that you're taking your social media presence away from just being like, a fun thing that you post about your life with, like, that's one thing that, like, if the second you say, like, my social media is a part of my business, it is a business tool, like, you just have to basically put on a completely different set of glasses and how you're looking at it. Mm. And just like, make decisions based off of that rather than like, because cool, so like, you want 5000 followers, but why? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just a self serving goal of having a large number when people look up your name, like, that's, that's like, that's, like, that's gonna go away. It's the same thing, like people say, like, your looks are gonna go away eventually, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that is just very fleeting. But if your goal is like, I want to generate like 30 people for my Instagram a month who will like convert into my email list, so I can you know, have those contacts and try and build a client list with them. Like that's a purposeful goal, mm. not just like I need 5,000 people listening to what I'm saying. Um, right. so yeah, it's, it's really like putting those like strategy glasses on. And when you decide to make that decision, which I think a lot of people are sometimes like hesitant to make that decision. Like they're a little afraid to say like, I'm taking my social media seriously because they don't want to come off as vain or they don't want to come off as, I don't know, just like, it's a weird thing to say, like the second you decide that your account is something that's not just like a fun place where you post photos, that can be intimidating for people. Right. So with all that being said, then what advice do you have for those who go on Instagram and they're looking for, let's say, fitness advice, or I think a lot of people use it as like fitness inspiration um, and kind of like use people as like, oh, I want to look like that, or I want to do that, like, I want to do this crazy move. What's your, what's your thought on that whole world? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a complicated world. Um, I definitely think that the way that I think about it now has come from almost like years of practice of being involved with it. And like, just having a more educated lens with how I'm looking at the platforms. I think that's something that the same way that you should be an educated consumer about like what you're buying or what you're putting in your body. Like it's kind of the same thing, you know, like you're consuming this, like you're consuming one person's account you're consuming, like, and you get that choice. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you're going to be served ads because that's how the platforms are. But like you very, like you have the freedom to follow whoever you want. And I think something that I kind of went through probably maybe like, about a year or two into my job with self is I really did do a purge of a lot of fitness accounts that I felt were just not serving where my mentality was at. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think, you know, that's a whole nother conversation about sort of the relationship you have with yourself. And I know you talk about that a lot on your podcast, but I think just being mindful of what you're consuming in the same way where you're like, oh, I don't drink sodas because I don't feel like it's good for my body. Like, don't keep looking at posts that are bad for your mental. Like, if you find yourself in these like deep, dark holes of like fitness models, like you have to be able to like set up some like guardrails to help yourself. Cause I still, I mean, I'm not immune to it. Like I'll catch myself being like six accounts deep from the explore feed, like looking (laughs) at a fitness model that I'm like, Oh my God, she's gorgeous. Like, how does she do this? Like, why don't I look like that? And then I just have to really, it takes practice, but just literally sitting there and being like, she is either paid to do this. This is her job. Like, also like my goals for my life are different and that's okay. But like, I think it's really hard because in the same vein that like, it's amazing that Instagram has connected us all. We've never had more access to information and I can't remember where I heard it, but like I was, I was listening to someone's podcast, I think at some point and I, I I totally can't remember, but it was basically like, you can't be comparing yourself to like a Ferrari. Like if you drive a Camry and you're really like, you're really like, it is practical. It makes sense. It does what you need it to do. And in my mind, like it's the same thing with like your body. Like I'm happy being strong. I'm happy being like a practical sense of what like fitness and health means for me. But then sometimes you get on Instagram and you're looking at like fitness models or power lifters or bodybuilders and like their goals and their like needs for their lives are so different than my own. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy when you just see an image just to be like, oh God, that makes me feel like crap about myself because I don't look like that. Right. Um, and the, yeah, there's just, there's so many layers to that. Like what we think looks good is very like ingrained in ourselves, like through our own sort of like upbringing. But I think it's just like trying to make those decisions about what you're consuming, like unfollow people. Like right. it's, it's, and if somebody's feelings are going to get hurt or, you know, if somebody is really digging that deep into seeing like who's unfollowing them and they address about it, have an honest conversation. Be like, listen, like that's, that's, I think that's the biggest fear people say is like, oh, I don't want to unfollow them. They're going to be upset. Like, no, their content isn't for everybody. And that's okay. Like they might be, that might be their business. They're trying to reach a specific set of people with like specific you know, goals and you might not be that person. So I think we just like as consumers of social media have to be educated, like look into people's profiles. What are they talking about? What are their captions? Like, do those captions make you feel good? Do they make you feel motivated? Mm -hmm. Like just doing a little bit of a checklist and doing like a a spring cleaning of who you're following can be so just like rewarding. Right. I've, I mean, I've totally done this before and I think there was, certain people who I kind of judged as well like you know hate to say it but we definitely all judge on some level and Mm -hmm. I just noticed myself like following people like certain people just to kind of see like what they would do and I was like this is not healthy I should not be doing this and I was like you know what I have to be honest with myself and I really need to get rid of it like I'm not gonna miss that 
following that account. And I think that's what's really important to remember is like if you don't follow it, you're not going to be thinking later down the road like, oh, man, I really want to know what this person is up to. I really want to know what like workout they're doing today. Like they're always there's going to be something else. There's going to be something probably better. There's going to be something that makes you feel better, um, make you curious, make you informed, make you feel excited, motivated. Yeah. Like, those are the ones to focus on. Yeah, I like to call it the hate follow. Yeah. Like, we all have them. There's yeah. all people that we definitely do. But I think <laughs> being – I mean, I'm like, we've all done it. Like, let's be real. You want to keep up with something. And I think it gets especially hard. And I, I think something that was interesting to me in my last role is – I had to have a pulse on what was happening like in the fitness industry in general. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like not having to, like nobody's being like, you need to follow this person. But like, it was helpful for me in my role to kind of understand the conversations that they were having, even if they didn't necessarily make me feel good. So I, you know, it was kind of a tough, like, line to walk but I think one remedy to that that I tell people to do too is like if you're in an industry that like is not your passion it is your job and you need to be paid money to live your life so say say you are working in the fitness industry and it's your job to keep a pulse on that literally create a burner account like create a burner account where you're following those people you can get your digest if you need to just see what's happening but separate it from your personal life. Like right. it's so easy. It's free to make an account. It's, it's one of the like best things you can do um, to just like create some division because I think sometimes we take our personal accounts and we just start following people and we're not really aware of who we're following. And I know I do that too, but I think if it is something where you need to be aware of what's happening in a certain space or, you know, you work in, I'll just use Austin as an example, cause that's where I'm from. But like, you need to know what like, influencers, fitness influencers, trainers, events, wellness events that are happening in Austin. But you yourself, like you are really more focused on like powerlifting. And that's like what brings you joy to like learn about and understand more about like follow those people on your personal account, make a burner account. And like, just don't let it don't let it stress you out. Don't like let your feed become cluttered with stuff that you're gonna hate and then set aside that time like great. I'm doing industry research for an hour and I'm getting on Instagram and looking at what's going on. Um, but you just, you kind of have to make those rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that's so, so smart, especially depending on how much time you have to spend on there. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that idea. And you know, one thing I just want to add to this too, is like, I think that a weird part of the fitness world is like, there actually are really good reputable resources on social media now. Like it's such a really good, quick way to get in some really amazing information. Um, This is something that we even teach our interns of like, here are the accounts to follow that are really Mm -hmm. going to give you some really good information. But that's like a, it's a whole nother skill in finding what information is actually going to be reputable and what's not. And I feel like that would be like, it's just gotta be so hard for a lot of people. If you're not in the fitness industry and like looking at so much of it or like a coach or something like that, it's so hard to, to know that too, but yeah, there really are some reputable resources. Any, any tips right. there for that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's one thing again about like the being an educated consumer part is like, 
things that I would look at, like do a little bit of an audit, look at their bio. Some people, like obviously people can put any certifications they want there because it's their freedom to like write something that might not be true, just like a resume. You could lie on a resume. Mm -hmm. Go through their last like two to three posts and look through their captions. Like what are they writing about? Are they giving valuable information? Does the, is the content they're posting, does it feel self-serving? Go to their website. Like, I know that seems like a lot, but if you want to have a feed that brings you value, which is something I've been thinking about so much more in the past year or two, you know, like you, again, if I'm going to spend time in this place, like it is my choice and my like right to make it what I want it to be. And that's like, that's like it is for anything. So if you do, you, you come across you know, trainer Jane Doe in your explore feed, you know, really look at her bio, go to her website, look at her last couple posts, just kind of take that in and see if those are like aligning with either something you're like maybe interested in learning more about, or if it aligns with what you, how you already feel. But I think for me, it's just, it's a little bit easier now because like the second I start to see people saying things that I know are literally fake information, like Mm -hmm. it is not true. And obviously having worked in fitness at a public nation that really valued like kind of separating the noise from, you know, science backed information, like, I I think my lens is a little bit like it's it's more built in now. Yeah, (laughs) it's like my I mean, it's like my BS meter, Mm -hmm. like it's you can kind of see that pretty soon. And, you know, I think that's just like the choice that you have to make for yourself. But I think if people are putting that information out there, see what they're putting out there and kind of take an audit of it. Um, And every now and then, like your interests change, like there might have been a while where I was like, into running and was like, which I wasn't, but you know, and I got, I got interested in following like a bunch of like long distance runners or something. And then I realized that like a year later, like I was way more into strength training and like, mm-hmm. I was more motivated by seeing people who are really, really like strong and doing like lifts rather than like more of like a typical like runner body type. And so like you just have to keep that in mind about like what you're interested in, but yeah. also taking the responsibility to be informed because you can be whoever you want on social media. Like that's the fun part about for people is like people show what they want to show and say what they want to say. But I think it is, it's, it's a little research, it's a little work, but I think it will prove to be a much more like meaningful experience when you're on the platforms than just like going there and feeling like, you're totally time sucked and just comparing yourself to everybody. Right. Those are some really good tips. I think that is really important in being a, an educated consumer. One other tip that I had heard is like, um, anybody that sensationalizes anything like, you know, Oh, I have, you know, the best advice or like this coaching is going to, you know, get you the best abs or anything that's like above and beyond or, you know, never seen before anything like that. Like that's also, I think a really big red flag of like, okay, this, this account is about something else rather than probably making other people feel good. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, that's like the circa 2014 like lens of things is like all headlines were fear mongery. They still are. And a lot of like women's Mm -hmm. magazines are the worst culprits is they're very fear mongery. They're very sensationalized. I mean, obviously having worked in like medium publishing again, I like really take an eye at that, but you're right. Like when you see something that's like 
the one move you need to have abs. Like exactly. it's just, it's not like, and that's just like, <laughs> I think more of like having to like reevaluate your philosophy on fitness and everybody's going to feel differently in terms of like what you want at different periods of your life. But like, no, <laughs> like, I still get pulled in by some of those. Sometimes that's the nutrition of like, eat these four things and you know, you'll be super healthy. Like those kinds of things I always find. So not as much anymore, but I was like, so pulled in by them. Like, Oh, huh. What, what are they saying? I should be eating oh, like a hundred percent. And I <laughs> um, think about like my, I think about like my college shelf. And I think that's something I talk about a lot too, is like, what worries me most is like younger generations. Like, I think I'm kind of past this like hump of being as like influenced by it Mm -hmm. but I just I remember I was like I absolutely was sucked into it it'd be like a headline that would be like how to like get a six-pack in a month and it's just like oh my god yeah this is what I want like this is perfect and it's like it's I think it's like more the responsibility I think too like the people in the industry, like really stepping back and being like, what are we doing? What effect are we having on people? Um, and it's hard because some people don't see it that way. Like some people truly just see like bottom line without any type of, I guess, like vision of what they're trying to create. And Mm -hmm. it's about like basing their marketing off of like fear, like, you know, essentially like like this. And I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation, but I think you just have to be, like you said, really aware. And usually those like very sensationalized headlines and things are all crap anyways. Right. Totally. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I read everything now. I'm like, mm, I don't believe that. That's right. not true. Like I'll, <laughs> like, I'll have a friend who's like, oh yeah, you should definitely like drink this to like detox. So I'm like, wait, let me send you an article just so you know that that's wrong. Totally. So we've definitely talked about like, some of the downfalls of social media. I think, I think a lot of us are very much aware of them and I want to circle back to what we were talking about of the benefits and just kind of name some of those things because you obviously do believe in a lot of its, of its power. So let's chat about some of those. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think connection is one of the strongest ones. I think if you're using the tool to basically take it offline and actually meet people and meet people that are going to enrich your life. Like how cool is that, that you have access to all those people? Mm -hmm. Um, and it does, it makes people way more accessible for better, for worse. Sometimes like you can, you can just talk to really anybody. And I think that's, that's so amazing. And I would say human connection is definitely one of them. Um, I think in a way creativity, which always maybe like throws Mm -hmm. people off a bit, but like, there's like, you get to express yourself and you get to develop, what you want, whether it's your business, whether it's yourself, like there's a lot of room for creativity. And I think a lot of people have been able to thrive using more visual platforms like Instagram. Like, I think we kind of always joke like, oh, that millennial is like standing on a table to take a photo of toast or, oh, that tourist is <laughs> like, but I heard this really, I mean, truly, and I'm, I'm that person. Like I am that person. I'm the first person to like crouch down, like help my friend get the angle. I also though, I'm like, okay, we're taking five photos and we're done. Like we're moving on with our life. Cause this is not that important, mm-hmm. but it's also like kind of cool. Cause it's like, you see people like almost making art out of the everyday, which sounds like a little silly and like maybe a little rose colored glasses, but it is, it's cool. Like people are wanting to like capture and share things that they feel passionate about. And so I think, yeah, it's like, are you going to look at it optimistically or pessimistically? 
I tend to look at it things more optimistically because in general, I think like we demonize tech and social and all this stuff a lot. But I think if we look at it, like, again, with like this educated, more like empathetic lens about like what it's doing for us, we can kind of reframe the way we think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, yeah, human connection and creativity, also like education. Like I think in, yeah. in, it's kind of funny to think about, you think about like encyclopedias used to be like our source of truth for information in terms of like, you got a set of encyclopedias, but there's just so much information out there and you can learn so much, which is, you know, good and bad in the sense that you have to look at what you're reading and like decide if it is from like a trustworthy source and, you know, do some research on your side. But like, you can get on social media and learn something every second of every day if you really wanted, but that's dependent on you choosing accounts that are valuable and trustworthy too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that in the terms of like educating creating connecting and I think entertaining like we get like I'm like yes I love having purposeful social media but also like sometimes it's just funny yeah Yeah, like puppy dogs and me and like that makes me happy so I you know like tagging my friends and memes like letting them know that I'm thinking about them and stuff or something I saw like reminded me of them like that to me adds value and so I think like, that's okay to say, like, that's part of it I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I love, I think those are perfect, perfect benefits. And I do think that we sometimes really demonize the tool. And, and I think, like you said earlier, it's it's really our job and our responsibility to use this tool responsibly and understand the benefits that we can get out of it and understand how it can be damaging to us and to limit limit that like limit our exposure or limit it like how much time we're in it or um you know understand like all of the all of the things that are going on in terms of like someone creating their their own vision for their page like all of that so I think that you just put that in a really really well yeah I think it's it is it's so easy to just be like this is making me feel like crap this is awful this is taking up too much of my time But also, like, I think it's just, like, with anything else, it's a personal responsibility to say, like, great, I should do something about this. Like, I have control. I'm not, like, I mean, yes, I get that there's, like, arguments about things being addictive. And that's, I don't even think we have the science. Like, that's one thing that's difficult for me to understand is we honestly, like, can't keep up with how fast tech is changing, like, to Mm -hmm. do the research needed. Which is tough. So, like, if we know that that is the case, if we know that it's case, and it's likely that these devices and these platforms are being built in a way to basically, they're, they win when we're on their platform. Like, you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, like, their job is to keep us there. Like, mm-hmm. that is their business goal. That is their business model. Because the longer you're there, the more they can charge advertisers for mm-hmm. specific things. So, knowing that, like, okay, so maybe we can't prove that like everything they're doing is addictive, that like they specifically use red for notifications because it, you know, all those little details, but like just knowing that in general, that that's kind of the case, like how do we be more mindful like we do with anything else, whether it's eating, whether it's other stuff we consume back to the consuming thing, like how do we be mindful of what we're consuming there? Right. Absolutely. Leslie, this is awesome. Do you have any other closing thoughts around this whole topic that you want to share? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things to say about it. I was actually <laughs> having a conversation with someone the other day just about sort of like our biggest fears, like people growing up with it. 
like right now and having access to Instagram when you're 13 and seeing like a 24 year old model who's like, you know, and just like making those comparisons. And I don't know, it is, it's tough and it's hard because like, I think when you're younger, you don't necessarily have the same fort, like hindsight or not hindsight, I guess it's foresight. I don't know. You don't, you don't know (laughs) as much. You don't know as much. And like, it's funny. We were saying that like, we always talk to like our nieces and nephews about how like social media isn't real life and just like kind of trying to nail that down and understanding that it is like, again, it's like this tool, it's this aspect that's like ingrained in our life, but it isn't real life. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I'm going to show you what I want to show you about my life. But there are still things that are like very private to me that I don't share. And it's funny, because you'll like, you'll meet people who are like, Oh, I know so much about you. Like, yeah, you know, what I decided to share with you about myself, right? Yeah, (laughs) same way that we would do in like a real conversation. So like, you don't totally know everything about me. But like, I showed you what I wanted to show you. And for me, that's pretty authentic. But for some people, it's like, it's very staged in the same way that somebody acts. But I don't know. I think, I think the biggest thing would just be like really trying to look at it, like demonize it less and look at it with a more, like take more responsibility on yourself to understand what you're consuming the same way you do with everything else, because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So Mm. it's like with any problem, like you're not going to like, you can't get rid of it. Like what can you actually do with what you have right now to make it a better experience? Um, and understanding too, like what you're putting out in the world matters. Like, you know, if you are frustrated that everything feels fake or is like a comparison game, like what are you putting out in the world to like make yourself make other people feel better? So it's kind of just like the personal responsibility aspect of it. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. I love that. Putting, putting some onus on, on yourself and everybody should absolutely go follow you on Instagram. Well, if they, if they feel good about it, but I can say, (laughs) I can say, I can say that I, like I said, I really do appreciate the information that you, that you put out. I think it's very educational and, um, you know, it's fun to look at you on, on like mountaintops and cool places that you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I always, I always tell people I love, honestly, Instagram for me is the way that I, it's like, I use it like texting a lot. So if you want to come and talk about social media or being more mindful or whatever you're interested in talking about, I'm there. It's at Leslie H. Green and um, usually pretty available, but sometimes I go on hiatuses, which feels so good too. Like I just put my phone away and I'm like, we are not hanging out today. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for chatting today. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'm awesome. I hope everybody enjoys the podcast and follows you and all that good stuff too. (laughs) 